0: 49ers added some draft picks today, and they didn't even have to trade anybody. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, still a 49er, another star quarterback rumored to be interested. And is there mutual interest in the 49ers in a quarterback as bizarre as that all seems? Niners lose DJ Jones, but add Charverius, Ward, all that coming up on this winky Wednesday episode of Lockdown 49ers.
1: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen, your team every day and you know the drill this is if you're watching on youtube you might be catching this on tuesday evening but this is the winky wednesday episode for those of you getting out early in the morning for those of you on your way to work i know a lot of you like to listen that way so you know what it means it's wednesday that means it's winky wednesday let's bring on today's guest nicholas winkler come on down (laughs) the wink is on fire Wink, what are your thoughts Orin Burks go orange Burks <laughs> Oren Burks the latest signing by your San Francisco 49 oh.
1: <laughs> they're talking uh, about Birkenstocks I'm like just don't wear socks with them that's fine Delta Burke your thoughts <laughs> uh Orin perfect Burks? the best designing woman
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the most designerish woman of the designing women <laughs> um the Oren Burks is a special teams demon, 49ers linebacker. That is not the big signing though of day one of the tampering period. A little bit of a shocker late in the day was Charverius Ward. He is a former yeah. cornerback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now he is a San Francisco 49er. DJ Jones on his way mm-hmm. out. He got a really big deal, much bigger deal than I expected. Actually, as did Lake and Tomlinson, and and pretty mm-hmm. much as did Charverius Ward. So pretty much everybody getting on day one too much money uh so so we'll talk through all this stuff and i can see why the 49ers didn't want to match on lake and Tomlinson in the guard sure. I can see why the 49ers didn't want to match on a on a two down player like dj jones who signed a really big deal with the denver broncos who were obviously going all in and there's an arms race going on in the afc west right now um what's your overall feeling though from the first day and a half here we're getting in late into tuesday and and we don't have a jimmy garoppolo trade but there's some other uh, rumors and stuff that we'll get to but wink just your overall vibe how you feeling right now about the start to the 49ers offseason
1: yeah i mean obviously you don't want to see lake and go you know he's been a solid starter there at left guard now for a few years and it's been solid and you just you can't pay a guard that much when you're already playing your left tackle a ton of money dj jones also you know me i've always been a dj jones guy so that was hard to see as well but again he got paid huge. And with Ward, like, you know, I, I've seen the and I'm like, okay, cool. So I started looking some stuff up. And I'm like, oh, lowest completion percentage against. Like, that's great, blah, blah. But I'm sure like a lot of listeners out there, my, my initial reaction as soon as I saw it was like, I can't wait to hear what Croc has to say about this guy.
0: The floor is Honestly. yours. What is, the, what is the scouting report on Sharvarius Ward? Because we had talked about this. It was rumored the 49ers were interested on Sharvarius Char- Ward. And we both looked at it as like, okay, good player, but how much then, does it move the needle? How much mm-hmm. does it move the needle? Do you want to push back your second-year cornerback in Ambry Thomas to bring in a, a CB2 to play over him? Uh, what's really remarkable about Charverius Ward is how similar uh, his entry entry into the NFL, how similar his career path is, and some of the um, the measurable stuff even as well to the 49ers' other starting cornerback now in Emmanuel Mosley. Both were undrafted in 2018. Both had really good workouts at their pro days and threw down some times and both earned starting jobs. And I think uh, Charverius Ward earned a lot of money. Does that affect how much money the 49ers can pay Emmanuel annual mostly? But w- when I first saw the Charverius K got a number two corner, then I saw the money and I thought, whoa, 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 wait a second here. They're paying him to be more than just a regular old number two corner, right Croc? So when you put on your scouting goggles and you watch Charverius Ward, do you see more than a number two? Do you see a number one corner
2: uh
0: okay so yeah
2: on on film I him and Mosley are very comparable in their you know movement skills uh their ability to be you know aggressive at the catch point I think one thing is pretty clear in this Traveria's where (laughs) Traveria's Traveria's Ward. I'm thinking of like Tarvarius Moore, and then like the it's Tarvarius, are they screw up. The 49ers but the already have Moore.
0: a Tarverius and they already have a Ward. So now you got yeah. Tarvarius, you got Jimmy Ward, and then you got Charvarius Ward. So that's just really confusing with that yeah, start. It,
2: it, it throws everything off. But um, he does really good work at the line of scrimmage and press. And I was very impressed with how he, you know, is able to move. I feel like he's pretty fluid. Uh, of of an athlete because he looks longer and I was thinking that he was going to be this long moving guy but moved very well thought his feet were good thought he was really aggressive at the line of scrimmage Uh, I thought he was a willing tackler Uh, there were some you know assignment things I saw kind of pop up like you know lack of crack replace type things where you know he didn't shoot quick enough but overall I walked away saying you know what this is a good football player now he's making a lot of money so when you're making Mm -hmm. you know 13 million dollars which is kind of like top 15 ish uh, for cornerbacks in the NFL you know what are the responsibilities are they going to put on them so I have kind of a couple ways of looking at this here one if they are asking him to be a man press type guy and you're going to put the responsibility on him to shadow guys around I love it like good pick I think he has that type of ability to guard guys like DK Metcalf or DK uh or uh, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins but if you are going to play him similarly to what we've seen the 49ers do over the last year with guys like Ambry Thomas, who I thought was more of a press corner press man guy. And it's like, no, I know you're a press man guy, but we're going to ask you to play off. And we're just going to keep you to one side. If they do that with warp then I don't like to signing. because I don't mm-hmm. think that's the strength of his. I didn't think it was a strength of, of Ambry Thomas. So, you know, and then again, if you are going to go out and pay a bunch of money, how much does he move the needle? And you look at the 49ers and, you know, I look at it, how, They they had the six best pass defense in the league. Not saying that the the corners are the reason for that, but overall that was the results. They had Mm -hmm. a top 10 scoring defense in the league. 49ers in the playoffs gave up 47 combined points. 47 combined points playing against three powerhouses. So how much better does the $14 million quarterback or cornerback make the 49ers in that sense? Or is he going to take them from, hey, you played the Cowboys, Packers, and – and the Rams, you gave up 47 total points. But you know what? This signing is so big. Now, instead of giving up 47, you're going to give up 35, right, in, in those three games. If he has that type of impact, then then great. But I think overall, a lot of people are looking at these individual statistics. Cooper Cup. oh, he had 140 yards, whatever. Well, Cooper Cup had 140 yards on everybody. Yeah. Uh, oh, the 49ers gave up a touchdown to, uh, you know, Jamar Chase. Well, Jamar Chase scored on everybody. Matter of fact, Jamar Chase scored on Traverius Ward, and he got dunked on. And, oh, well, Ambry Thomas gave up a, a third and 20 play. Well, Traverius Ward did, too, to, you know, to uh, Jabari. So how much more does he move the needle? I think he's good. I think he looks more comfortable and in sync than Ambry Thomas, a little bit more similar to Emmanuel Mosley, maybe slightly better impressed, maybe. But how much more does it move the needle off what the 49ers gave you overall? from the defense. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to see, like, how much of an impact. And if he's not shadowing guys and he's not playing man press, I don't know if he's going to have the impact that a lot of people are expecting. But I do think he's a better football player than those guys.
0: Yeah, is, the question is, is he $13, $14 million a year better than Avery Thomas, who was going to go into his second year, who um, maybe had earned himself the right to at least compete for a starting job, and he's probably not going to get that opportunity. Um, real real you, quick,
2: his yeah. num- his advanced stats are top in the league i would yeah. i would guess that there is nobody in the nfl better than what i saw from his advanced stats
0: yeah uh, wink referenced that a little bit ago so this one from michelle Mazzuc, who um relayed some information from uh pro football focus about the lowest comp- completion percentages allowed in coverage since 2019 so um that's covering three seasons 2019 2020 mm. and 2021 Shar Ward is number one in the league, allowing the only guy allowing less than 50% completion percentage when he is the closest uh coverage player to the player who caught the ball, 49.8%. Number two, JC Jackson, 51.7%. Mm. Number three, Casey Hayward, then Jair Alexander, then Denzel Ward. And that's uh with cornerbacks with at least 150 plus targets in coverage since 2019. So yeah, the statistics like him, he does have a lot of ability. He's, he's fast. He's got some size. He is competitive. So all of those are very good things. Does it come together in a player that's worth the money that the 49ers spent? That'll be the big question coming up. And look, I saw the deal that JC Jackson got and thought, mm-hmm. man, pay that much for Ward. Right, Wink? Why not go the extra $2.5 million and go to the top of the market and get J.C. Jackson? Or do the 49ers get a player that's going to be just as good, who's a lot younger than Stephon Gilmore, who hasn't signed yet. So they get the best of both worlds, get a really good player who's also younger, and they can uh, they have a, a good starting cornerback for a long time.
2: Yeah. Com- hold on. You know what you just did? You just did the built bar thing. You know they, they, they talk about it being a protein bar, and they compare it to protein bars, and then all of a sudden they flip it, and they compare it to a candy bar. <laughs> right, and, and that's what you just did. You're, you're comparing Ward to right. JC Jackson, and then all of a sudden, you somehow work in Stefan Gilmore into there.
0: Oh, wait a second. So, what you're saying is Charvarius Ward is the built bars of cornerbacks?
2: No, I'm just saying that's how you. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I guess he I, could
0: be. Well, I'm I all about it. Hold on. Let, let's pause on that because I'm all about it. If Charvarius <laughs> Ward is the built bar of cornerbacks, built bars are low in calorie, built bars are low in sugar, low in net carbs, and high in protein. So they keep you satisfied and they're covered in 100% delicious chocolate, as is Charverius Ward. 17 grams of protein to keep you powered through your day. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? They're fantastic. The first ever protein-infused marshmallow churro puffs. There's banana cream pie. There's coconut marshmallow. There's key lime flavors of built bar there is the new shamrock flavor of built bar at built.com um and yeah you're right croc why go for that candy bar that's 200 to 300 calories when you could reach for a built bar and not have to spend all those calories the 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 16 and a half million dollars per the calories per year right you, you you go for the uh the the better the better for you solution the better I'm healthier. Better for your body, mm-hmm. a more satisfying solution. That is why Built Bar is the Charvarius Ward of protein bars. And you can go get yourself a box of Charvarius Wards at Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. By the way, thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this very program is. So, Wink, knowing that Charverius Ward is the built bar of cornerbacks in the NFL, would it have been worth to reach for that candy bar? and spend a few more calories to go get someone like JC Jackson on the market who didn't go for that much more than Charvarius Ward did. And to most people was the top corner in the market.
1: I think it's just like you said, man, with the built bar. Like, don't go for those empty calories, right? Or the the fancy, flashy J.C. Jackson. Like, there's nothing wrong with Tarparius Ward. Like, he's a solid cornerback. I think that it is kind of a classic overreaction pay by the 49ers. You know, you look at how many guys started at cornerback for the 49ers last year, and it was a lot. I mean, they were Josh Norman. Played a ton. You talk about built bar and candy bars. Where's Josh Norman on that scale, right? I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely well below all of those things. So I think that the forty nine ers saw an area. Yeah, you mentioned it, Crock. They had the sixth ranked defense, like that's pass defense. That's awesome. That's fantastic. But that was definitely an area where they can improve. Was it worth that much money? You know, when you let well, some of your key is, players. How walk? much
2: of an improvement
1: will it yeah. be? Like, will it take the you? point?
2: Well, well, getting, will well, getting Ward. Take you from six pass defense, even if you're like, hey, right. 49ers were pass rush dependent. The corners weren't the reason why they were six best pass defense. Right. So, you know, you can always improve and you can. So is we're going to take them from the six best pass defense statistically mm-hmm. to a top three pass defense right. statistically? And if you you if mentioned you make, the points. So, yeah, and, In the in playoffs,
1: the... it's 47 points. I mean, if it's four less points in that NFC Championship game, the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, you know? So it's like, the, it's the little things. It's one play that could have changed that entire game. I mean, we, we know it's the, the dropped interception, right? But there are other game plays throughout that game that maybe he is the difference maker. I mean, I'm not at all trying to say that I, this is a slam dunk signing by the 49ers because that's a lot of money to give up, especially when you're still sitting on that Jimmy G contract. But, you know, I think that it, it definitely addressed an area of need Uh, But it definitely was a lot of money, too. I I think the 49ers just kind of felt they needed to go get someone and get someone solid who, who stays healthy and stays on the field, and that is definitely something Ward does, too.
0: Yeah, and if the 49ers have two starters that are very similar to what Emmanuel Mosley's already given you on one side, that's pretty good because I like Emmanuel Mosley a lot. He's a really good player. Now I worry about being able to afford him and pay him because you know what contract he's going to be comparing himself to when he becomes a free agent after this season. So can the 49ers do those things? And I didn't like that this deal – the reason I thought Gilmore was the best fit is just because how good he is, how good he's still playing at this point, and it would maybe be a cheaper, shorter contract – you're going into the 2024 area with this contract with Charvarius Ward. You got a lot of other things you got to do on the roster. So the length of the contract worries me. The price of the contract worries me a little bit too. Kroc, the question then to you is, and you've watched all these guys because you expected the 49ers. They've been rumored to be involved talking to JC Jackson, talking to stuff on Gilmore and talking to Charvarius Ward. How much better or are they better? J.C. Jackson, and Stephon Gilmore. Is there a clear tier for you for where those guys are? So for basically what I'm saying is if if Stephon Gilmore shows up and signs a contract that's cheaper and shorter, should the 49ers have gone that route and ended up with a better player potentially?
2: Uh, I don't know. You know, you look at Ward and what the Chiefs asked of him, it sounds like they asked him to guard a lot of number one wide receivers and kind of follow them around. I think that's excellent. Now, I think where you kind of screw up here is, if the 49ers pay them this money and don't put those that type of responsibility on them, mm-hmm. I think that's when it would be an overpay and, right. and whatnot. Or maybe you look, could look at J.C. J. Jackson who can do some shadowing, but even if he stays on one side, well, all right, we know he's going to impact the game. I mean, how many interceptions has he had over the last five years? I mean, it, it's a ton. So, you know, Ward hasn't been someone to take the ball away a whole lot. He has four interceptions in four years. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying interceptions make you good, but I'm just saying in the sense of being able to show your value. You got to be able to show it some way. So either with locking down wide receiver ones or shadowing those guys and making life difficult on them, even if they give up catches, but making life difficult on them or taking the ball away, which a guy like J.C. Jackson does both.
0: Did you you see enough ball skills with Ward or did you see something there where it's like, okay, that's why he's not picking the ball off because he doesn't have that sixth sense about him. He doesn't have that uh, break on the ball maybe, or he doesn't have the ball skills, or in, when he's in zone coverage, he doesn't see something coming before it happens, that type of thing. you know. The thing you see with Richard Sherman, when, when he was in zone coverage, but he's still running routes for guys, and he's still going into the spots where he knows guys are going, uh, which is where he got a lot of his interceptions. Did you see something missing with Ward for the reason that he's not getting those interceptions? Because that's something that's already been going on for a while with the 49ers, not being able to take the mm-hmm. ball away in the secondary.
2: You know, I think the the more man coverage you play, the harder it is to actually get interceptions because a lot of times the ball jumps up on you. So that's why it's even more impressive with a guy like J.C. Jackson who picks off as many passes as he does because it's hard to be great in man coverage without cheating and still get interceptions, which J.C. Jackson doesn't do. Now, Trevon Diggs does. He gets a lot of interceptions. He can be in man coverage, but he cheats a whole lot, so he also gets beat. (laughs) You know, So a lot Mm -hmm. of times you have to take the good with the bad, like Cowboys have done with Diggs. J.C. Jackson, you get the good with the good. Ward, you get the good with him making life difficult on receivers, but you don't get that ultimate payoff with the uh, interception. So, and again, comes down to how the 49ers are going to utilize him. That's going right. to be the big thing to tell me how how impactful this whole thing will be. I don't want to see him playing off coverage all the time. I don't want to see you know DK go to the left side, go to the right side, and you don't have work going with him if this is your best corner on the roster.
0: That's a really good point. You're paying him to do something pretty serious for your defense. So if you're not having, having him travel, he better be shutting down one side of the field. If you do ask him to travel and he can't hang with those guys and he's not able to do a number and really limit some wide receivers, then why are you paying him all that money again too? So uh, we'll see. Was this a bargain signing for the 49ers if they have a true – CB one in Charvarius ward and maybe we're sleeping on him a little bit or did the 49ers overpay because that's what you have to do on day one of free agency. If you want to get one of those early free agents, did they uh, panic a little bit and, and give more money than was necessary to go get themselves a starting cornerback? So we'll find out the answers to all those things very soon. Last one guys. Um, what do you think the, the plan is with nickel corner and was part of signing ward being that on in nickel packages, which is a lot of it's more than half of the packages on the field, you still have Ambry Thomas on the field. He comes in, plays on the outside. Maybe they're looking at Emmanuel Mosley as the guy who goes from outside corner to nickel in those situations. Mm. That is a reason the Niners really wanted to go get a starting caliber corner more so than just completely replacing the second year guy in Ambry Thomas.
2: Definitely. I, I can definitely see that. You know, a lot of people forget Emmanuel Mosley. When he first showed up on the scene, he did play a lot of nickel. You know, his first preseason, it was him on the outside starting off with that, like, second unit or third, you know, whatever. But preseason games, you go back and watch it now. You'll see him playing on the outside. And when they went to nickel, he went into the nickel and played in the slot. Matter of fact, mm. y'all might remember, may not, against Houston Texans, he actually got an interception on that tip pass. Bounced to him, and I mean, he was striking across the field, sprinting. I was like, man, this kid's nice. He moves well. All right, he played a lot of nickel. Uh, The following year in the preseason against Dallas Cowboys, go watch that first game. I mean, did a terrific job playing in the nickel. So much so that I was like, 49ers should probably cut Kwan Williams and play this Emmanuel Mosley kid as your full-time nickel. So he definitely has the ability. Obviously, he's made his niche with the 49ers playing, being the outside cornerback. But if they want to do what the Denver Broncos did a few years back, where Denver had Aqib Talib, Chris Harris Jr., that was their base uh, starting guys on the outside. Then when it went to nickel, Harris went into the nickel. Roby came in and played outside corner. I could potentially see the 49ers doing something like that. While they kind of figure out what's going on with either Ambry Thomas, he's going to take control of the outside, Um, you know, in that type of unit or the Amador Lenore take that next step. He's able to play in the slot. And then the 49ers could just keep mostly outside. So they will have options depending mm. on how their younger guys develop.
0: Wink. I've I feel a lot better about the Charvarius Ward signing, yeah. especially when I first saw it. I was like Ward, uh, okay. I saw the money. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Croc makes me feel a little bit better about it, and we'll see. I'm a little skeptical still. I just, you know, it's just hard. You, you overpay on the first day of free agency. It's the way it goes. But do you feel better now? And and what do you think about the 49ers' new look secondary? Um, if they were able to sort of kill two birds with one stone and get themselves sort of an outside starter and a nickel at the same time by bringing him in. Does that make more sense on your end?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, depth, 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 right? I I went over it when I, you know, how many different corners started, you know, for the 49ers last year. So bringing in a guy like this makes a whole lot of sense, especially like you said, Croc, if he can be that shadow guy, if he can follow around number ones, because yeah, they play Seattle twice, they play the Rams twice, they play, you know, the Cardinals twice, and they all have really good wide receivers, especially really good number one wide receivers. So if he can be that guy, That's great. You move Mosley in. Like you said, maybe Lenore takes a step up. You got to hope that they do, right? That's why you invested draft picks in these young guys is you hope that they take that next step and they're ready to go. And, and, you know, here's a whole nother season they had under, you know, uh, uh, you know, playing in the NFL. And now here comes season two. Hopefully they put in the work in the offseason and they're ready to go.
0: All right. We got to talk a little bit about the quarter Back weirdness that, to be honest, just gets weirder every single day, and there's a new story popping up every single day. So we'll cover that. Is there some interest with the 49ers and Deshaun Watson? And the Niners added some compensatory selections coming up next. I just want to read off what we're talking about athletically because uh, it's pretty amazing that a corner that played at a high level in college and that had these workout numbers went undrafted. And both the starting corners for the Niners this year, Emmanuel Mosley. And Charverius Ward fit that. I mean, it's crazy. Ward was really good, and people knew about Charvarius Ward. Didn't get invited to the combine out of Middle Tennessee State. Um, or Middle Ten- is it Middle Tennessee or Middle Tennessee State? I always forget. Um, there's both. <laughs> there's two. Okay. So he went to Middle Tennessee, and he's uh, six feet and five eighths, a little under six one, 198 pounds. This is him coming out of the combine or at his pro day coming into the draft. Ran a four four four. He had a 37 and a half inch vertical, 11 foot broad jump, which is really good. His agility weren't that great, but uh, I've seen his agility look okay for a, for a lengthy corner, 32 and a half inch arms, which is a good uh, arm length for a cornerback. So really he hits a lot of um, he checks off a lot of boxes as far as what you're looking for, for an outside cornerback athletically. So I like that about him, that he checks off the boxes athletically, as well as, you know, has some good tape out there. And he's a, he's a competitive player. So you put all those things together and, um, and that's a good combination. What's funny is it's the same combination that Emmanuel Mosey showed. And he was also undrafted. And also uh, no combine workout at day though in 2018. He was the same week as Charvarius Ward's pro day. He ran a 4-4-2, a little shorter, 5'11, a little over 5'11. So he's about an inch and a half shorter than Charvarius Ward. Uh 4-4-2 speed, uh, blazed. Uh, In his agility drills, 6.84 seconds in the three cone, 4.03 in his 20-yard shuttle, and a 38.5-inch vertical. So high-level athleticism at the pro day for for Emmanuel Mosley. And they're both scrappy which I do like. I I do like that about Ward, and I love that about Mosley, too. Even Mosley being a little smaller player, I think it helps him play up a little bigger because he's not the biggest guy, 190 pounds, 5'11". So, um, yeah, two scrappy guys that had to fight their way from undrafted to being starting corners in the NFL, both starting for the 49ers now in 2022. I have a big question when it comes with DJ Jones. First of all, we ended the last podcast. My prediction was, Croc, and I think this is only on the live stream part of the pod, uh, last night after day one of the the tampering stuff and I thought oh DJ Jones didn't get hit with one of these big deals early I think he's going to come back on a cheaper deal and the Niners have a, mm. a better shot than I thought to bring him back and all of a sudden you see what 10 million dollars a year for a nose tackle there's some crazy mm. money getting thrown out there one of the things that happens when you lose free agents like Laken and Tomlinson and DJ Jones and the 49ers would hope that they're highly drafted players like Javon Kinlaw and Aaron Banks can fill those needs when you draft players in the first round, in the top 50 of the draft high second round. You expect those to be starters. Can they keep drafting and developing and fill those holes and now get some more comp picks back, which they did again this year. Niners got some picks and they didn't even have to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to get them. The 49ers have added as expected a handful of extra compensatory selections. They've got their original second rounder and third rounder already. Those are at picks. Uh, 61 and 93. But the 49ers have added two comp picks at 102 and 105. And that is for the coach and GM that they lost last year. And they're going to have more comp picks coming next year for Mike McDaniel as well. Um, and Mayhew and Sala and all that combination of, of losses with their coaching staffs. But um, pick 102 and 105 comp picks at the end of the third round. 105 is the last pick in the third round now. But it's still unclear whether or not the 49ers are going to give up 102 or give up number 105, because one of those picks is due to go to the Miami Dolphins in the trade-up for Trey Lance last year. So they still only will keep one of those comp picks. Uh, They also got two, and this is where the 49ers actually got better picks projected. The 49ers were projected to get three seventh-round comp picks, and they actually ended up getting two sixth-and-one seventh. So right now, the 49ers have two sixth-round picks that are picks 221 and 222 at the end of round six, and they have the very last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, this year. Hey. 49er, pick number 263 overall. I think we'll have to have a nice. contest here for the listeners to try to pick who's going to be Mr. Irrelevant at pick number 263 for the 49ers to end the 2020 mm. draft. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So the Niners do have some extra picks to work with. Who knows? Maybe they'll add a fourth day two pick into this mix if they trade away. Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's going to be fun. A lot of picks for the 49ers to work with. And of course, we will continue to cover all the free agency and the draft and, and who the 49ers should be utilizing those picks on all nine of their draft picks that they will have right now. And I think there's going to be more coming, maybe. Wait, any prediction? Hopefully. I said, I said, I told Croc, I'm still confident. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded before the new league year begins Wednesday. Uh, If not, it's going to be soon after. I think it's going to actually happen. Wink, are are you as confident? I'm less confident today than I was yesterday, and I was less confident yesterday than I was the day before that. So that's the direction (laughs) this thing is going. Or do you feel like John Lynch has overplayed his hand in all this? I think I'm still very confident he's going to get traded.
1: I just think that his value has really dropped a lot when you see all these guys. You know, Trubisky. I mean, Tyrod Taylor signed a a pretty big contract today. Like, there's a lot of guys out there that are signing deals and, and, you know, and that's filling voids that we thought were perfect spots for Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded to. So hopefully, you know, Lynch has something brewing with the Colts. Hopefully there's something going on there. Uh, if not, yeah, I'd hate to see him get cut and, and get nothing back for him, but it might, it might be the, the only play the 49ers have, unfortunately.
2: And uh, it sounds like listening to uh, Benjamin Solak, or at least looking at some of the things that he quoted on here uh, on 95.7 The Game, the market, and I mean, that's a Benjamin Solak, my bad. Benjamin Albright. Excuse all right, me. Yeah. Benjamin Albright uh, covers the Denver Broncos, but he does fairly well having his ear to the ground and being able to relay pretty accurate information, at least from what I've seen. All right, so uh, the market on, he says this, the market on Jimmy Garoppolo has cratered, Albright said, Tuesday on 95.7 The Game. I don't think the Colts are in on him at all. I think it's going to be Mariota. I think the shoulder thing is just adding salt to the wound, and it's just a bad situation. The Niners were hoping to get a pair of twos. Mm. I was kind of miscalculating the situation for him. And at this point, they'd be lucky to get a day three pick for
1: him. Better than nothing, right? Better than letting him walk for free.
0: Yeah, and some people thought he was going to get cut. And look, there's a big gap between two seconds and getting cut. Is that now a fourth-round pick that the Niners can get for him, a fifth-round pick that the Niners can get for him? But that is a huge miscalculation if somebody mm-hmm. offered a second-round pick, as has been rumored, and John Lynch denied it, uh, which Croc and I are both sort of shocked about because uh, I think we're of the same mindset. It was like, yeah, you get that second-round pick, you take it, and you shake Jimmy's hand you say congratulations and go, uh, you know, Go to the AFC Championship game with the Colts or whatever, and and maybe we'll see in the Super Bowl. Like that's, uh, and who knows? But maybe maybe there's a genius to it all. And this is the last quick story. We've only got a minute to cover this, and I don't think there's really anything to it. But there was the report from Jason Schultz, who or uh, Jordan Schultz. I don't know. Jordan. Somebody. I, I think I might have to unfollow because I don't know how good his reports are. But maybe he's maybe he's somewhat <laughs> accurate. Although you know what? Is he the one that had the Charverius Ward report? So maybe Mm. he is on to something. One for two. Close to the Niners, too. Um, (laughs) But he reported that Deshaun Watson was going to meet with the San Francisco 49ers, which just seems bonkers and completely bizarre. And maybe we'll have more clarity to talk about this more on tomorrow's show. Uh, But real quick, guys, like, look, obviously, that doesn't make much sense anymore. It made sense last year. And who knows, Watson might have been a 49er if his old off-field stuff didn't happen last year. And those picks that they traded to get up to get uh, lance might have been to houston to get watson that, that's definitely a possibility and now i don't doubt that maybe watson likes the 49ers and there's a connection there but that doesn't mean the 49ers are actually entertaining this
2: but i, I don't oh go
0: ahead yeah and, and that like every nfl writer in the world debunked that within like 10 minutes so i think the 49ers got out in front of that story quick and was like nope that is not happening but then there was another story that's like despite those reports I'm here, and I, I don't remember who it was. Now I think it was a, a local we radio. So someone guy. from the Bay Area, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 95.7, 7 um, Jason Dumas, I think it was, uh, and he said that uh, despite all those reports, I'm still hearing that maybe there is a connection there, and and I still ha- find it like you know, did he reach out to the Niners? You know, it's like if someone calls you and you answer the phone, you're like, hello, you're like, hey, I'm interested. You're like, I'm not, and you close it. Like you had a you met, like you had a conversation. Like is that the mm-hmm. story? Like I don't know what this is. But there's the idea out there. I going to throw this by you guys real quick. Wink, you first. Is this not only is John Lynch not overplaying his hand, is he masterminding this other stuff to where he's going to uh try to mess with all the teams that are shopping for Watson <laughs> and in turn get more value for Jimmy Garoppolo hmm. out.
1: Yeah, I think you're giving Lynch a lot of credit. I hope you're right. That'd be fantastic it's on his not part. Me.
0: That wasn't mine. That is what I'm <laughs> reading out there from some folks because people are just getting weird right now out yeah. there. Uh, all we needed was another story with Deshaun Watson, the 49ers, just to take us to another level of weirdness right now with what, what's going on this offseason with the Niners.
2: Dude, uh, how? That's what I would ask. Yeah, right. How How are the 49ers going to do it? They don't have the draft capital. And whatever what these other teams are capable or willing to offer for – Deshaun Watson, 49ers can't match that. So that's that standpoint. Now, also, let's say hypothetically speaking, the 49ers, this is true. And the 49ers are going to make a push for Deshaun Watson. What would it take? All right. It would take one, Trey Lance, who you Mm -hmm. already used three first round picks for, including two future first round picks that you don't have, and a third round pick that you lose this year. So you already used all that capital. So there's three first rounders right there. It would take... But the other team, Texans are like, well, we can't get those first round picks. We can only get the player. So right. we don't care that you spent that much on that guy. We still need everything. We need the we need everything you can give us. So it would take Trey Lance, probably Brandon Ayuk, who is can you know under contract. He doesn't and he has a fifth-year option. All right. It would take probably an, an elite player like either a Fred Warner or a Nick Bosa. And it would take two first round picks probably uh a first round i mean a second round it would probably take a second round this year a second round next year and maybe another third i mean you would have to give up mm-hmm. so much to make that happen and it would leave the 49ers kind of depleted and you'd have to take on Deshaun Watson's massive contract that's kicking baggage. in now I mean and, 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 and that's, that part i, that's I don't see how i don't see how John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan looked at each other and said you know what we can make this work regardless of <laughs> all the picks that we're throwing away and no. all the elite players we have to give up and all the I i, I don't see it, but if the 49 can make it work, awesome. You know, Deshaun Watson's but a great football player.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any bad. sense. And the worst part is the baggage. And also the other worst part is even if they're actually serious about it and they're not just trying to screw up the market and mess with things, um, that that means that they have reservations about Trey Lance. And that's probably the worst sign of the whole thing if they actually were interested because you would rather have rookie contract Trey Lance if you think he's going to be great than Deshaun Watson if you think he's Mm going to get there. But if you have reservations about it, then you might want to go down that other road. And so that's probably a bad sign if it is true, but I'm not buying that it's true at all. And as John and SoCal said, next level for Lynch to trade for Watson to pump up the Jimmy market, then flip Watson to another team to do this while unloading Russell Westbrook's contract and getting below the luxury tax threshold to sign a designated hitter is unreal. So, yeah. Nice. Well put. put. (laughs) We're in fantasy lane right now, John in SoCal. Well said. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Wink, thanks for joining us here on Live. Once again. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Croc co-hosting Locked On NFL Draft Daily right here on the network. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, breaking down all these signings, all the rumors, everything going on in the league every day. Croc and I, back tomorrow, right here. Locked On 49ers. See you.